We're back. We're back. Nervous as ever, but we're here. Why are you nervous? We're being watched and oh. listened to. This is a dry run for what a live show would be like. Oh my gosh. I think a live show would be much would you collapse in oh, front yeah, of a live no. show. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if your brother shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and other people. <laughs> um Man. Yeah. So first of all, let's just start with thanking our patrons. Let's do that. You lovely people, you. Yes. All right. So let's start at the top. Thank you, Cindy, Shelley, Jeremy, Catherine, Chelsea, Jennifer, Brian. Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Yeah. Shout out to all you um, peoples. You know what these patrons did? What's that? They got us new microphones. Oh, my goodness. Well, we have were, they gotten us new microphones? They will. <laughs> I mean, but we, new microphones are on the way. Yes, new microphones um, will be on the way. Yeah, so thanks, patrons. It's people mm-hmm. like you who allow us to sound right. more... Silky smooth. Right. We'll definitely see an uptick in that soon. Yeah. And Can't wait. Um, yesterday, mm-hmm. I went and looked at the podcast studio space. Ooh, so How exciting. There's some work to do. Yeah. yeah. But we do have a box. Yes. Without a... It's not even a full box. We have four right. walls. Four walls. <laughs> no ceiling. But, you know, some work to be done. But mm-hmm. eventually, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get uh, a little I'm more sure professional. Caroline won't mind. Yeah, and neither will anyone else in the house. It's trying to just breathe, basically, right. while we're doing this. But um, so we are part of the Voice Press Network. True that. A so network of finely curated, finely curated mm-hmm. independently produced podcasts. Mm-hmm. One of which is Look Go Rogue X and us. <laughs> yeah, but Go Rogue X. Go Rogue X. And so I landed on Friday and drove straight to their studio. Nice, which is nicer than our studio by so a far. lot. Yeah. I mean, give it time. Ours just now has four walls. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got to chat with them and it was like mostly around like the voice press and Patreon. And then of course I name dropped us. So we oh, good. More yeah, you got to do yeah, that. Yeah. You got to use that. But mm-hmm. uh, you should definitely check out Go Rogue X. They're like a marketing kind of small business mm-hmm. podcast with just really good advice. But, you know, even in talking to them, um, the number of times they've had an episode around like social media marketing mm-hmm. or uh, like they have an episode about starting your own podcast. Like, mm-hmm. But all those things are things – we talked a lot about times that I've listened to them say something and then gone back and like how can we do this better or differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's well worthwhile. Like if mm-hmm. you're doing anything where you're trying to market yourself, so if you're making stuff or starting a business or starting a podcast, I think there's always something valuable there. And it's a really well done show and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So I think that episode may come out this week. Cool. So go ahead and subscribe to Go Rogue right now. Mm-hmm. And then um, that episode will show up. Boom. Yeah. Or That's go awesome. to thevoicepress.com and then you can you listen go. to Go yeah. Rogue or Action Orson. Yes. Or Adoptive Mom is about mm-hmm. to come back with a new season or uh, Beats by Travis. Mm hmm. Or George's Majestic Lounge. There's that. Look podcast. what I did. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're, we're definitely yeah. on there. Yeah. I'm still going <laughs> to throw it in there. Yeah. So anyway, um, without further ado, we recorded this one in December, and uh, a, a friend of mine came to visit from California, and he is in the commercial making business. True. Really? Mm-hmm. But he also is kicking off a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. And he showed us some mm-hmm. of the video. Little preview. Man. Hilarity. It's ensued. really funny. Yeah, it was so great. the link to that will be in the show notes mm-hmm. and will also be on Facebook and Instagram, I'm sure as yep. well. Um, because that channel actually went live in the meantime. Oh boy. So uh but yeah, Travis Miller. Extraordinaire, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. How long are you in town for? Uh, I'm the, here until the 29th. What, so Sunday, another, yeah, Sunday it's not, something. yeah, next Sunday. A week so another week. Day. One more week. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start with who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Travis Miller, and uh, I'm a post-production supervisor and editor and animator um, producer. And um, we mostly do... We're, we're we're focused on commercials, commercial mm-hmm. production, mm-hmm. Um, but really any digital media. Um, so whether that's signage or 
cutting together stuff for like LED walls or even, you know, just developing content for websites, um, but all video. So editor so, animator understood first title. I think a lot of people aren't going to know exactly what that is. So the post-production supervisor is, uh, at least in my capacity, is sort of the producer that is uh, in charge of wrangling all the different elements for uh, production um, gotcha. after it's been shot. So um, tying together the, you know, the editorial department, the, the editors, you know, right. uh, with the animators, with the... Uh, if you've got a sound designer on or an audio editor or the mixing guy, you know, you're, you're sort of the, the traffic control mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the supervisor over all those different parts and how it comes together and whether or not you're, um, you know, it <clears throat> sort of managing all those departments, keeping it on budget, keeping it on schedule, and then making sure that overall the vision is being, uh, you know, uh, delivered. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. cause yeah, like people go out and get the content. They film mm -hmm. the actors, they get the sound, right? Like whatever you're getting in the field, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then they bring it all back and that gets handed off to you. Right. To kind of pull all those elements together to get to the finished product. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nice. All post. I think it was said in the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're kind of like the mom and dad of everything. It's like, all right, kids, bring all your stuff all in. Right, yeah. Yeah. And it, then, so how closely, I would assume you work very hand in hand with the director of whatever you're working yeah. on. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, our so our shop is sort of unique in well not unique but uh, specific to us we are really small mm -hmm. um, so I'm also a part of the creative team um, and I, I will be sort of involved along the way I'll be on set as well um, a lot of times I'll do DIT for our shoots which is the basically the guys that the guy that they hand all the cards to. And then I'm responsible for making, you know, card copies and backups and, and sort of logging our, our progress along the way. So yeah, I, I have a good idea of what's going on uh, before we get to post, right. you know, um, I don't sure just helps. get handed a bucket. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, way worse when you're just handed a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these pieces. Yeah. But that's really when my my real work uh, starts Kicks is in. after the shoot. How did you get into this? field like that so um in high school i had an open elective and uh didn't really know what to do with it and ended up taking a tv productions class just because they had an opening and i was like sure that sounds cool mm -hmm. and i loved it you know um it was right when final cut pro um was really kind of getting more popular right um and they had a final cut suite there on an old imac well, it was a new iMac then, you know. Yeah. But it was one of like the, the <laughs> a twenty-year-old iMac now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was one of like the turquoise. Oh, we're it was plastic plastic old. Yeah. yeah, and that actually could run. It Chrome could. Wow, yeah. that's hard to believe. Not but, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, it did. And there were no like real-time effects or anything like that. It was all mm -hmm. like you rendered everything, and it all had to be a certain codec before you started started going. You know, but um, anyway, yeah, I I, I started there. Um, and by the time I was a senior, I was taking that class for like, I had it for two slots and then would be there for like my open slot. So I was in there like three hours a day. Gotcha. Um, and working on like a short that I never finished, um, which is a familiar story. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, um, they actually ended up running it on like the cat TV network over the summer. Um, it wasn't finished. It didn't make any sense, but she wanted the tape to put it on air. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Just put um, something out. Yeah. yeah so I did that. Done. And uh, then after I got out of high school, um, I uh, just started kind of buying little bits of gear and, and shooting stuff. I, I started um, at Christian Life Cathedral mm -hmm. up on Millsap yeah. um, doing videos for their youth group. And I uh, did that for a couple of years. And eventually they started paying me to do promotions for other departments in the church. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't much, but it was cool. And um, I actually worked a deal with them where they uh, 
bought me my first full copy of Final Cut Studio. So oh. I had that. You yeah. Know? And that was, uh, that was kind of a big step up. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I sort of got in it and started dabbling and just making, like, promotions for the church and other local things. I started doing weddings. Um, and then um, in 2003, um, the girl that I was dating had an um, opportunity to move out to California mm-hmm. to start uh, open a new branch of the company that she was working for. And I was like, well... You know, I was working for the police department at the time. I was dispatching right. um, and not hating it, but not loving it. And it certainly wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I took that opportunity to just, I cashed out my 401 and uh, drove to California and started looking for a job. Not in 2003. Not in 2003, actually. That was in 2008. Because you and I were, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I don't um, know why I said 2003. I don't think you came back. No, I graduated high school in 2002. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I, was like, I feel yeah, like 2006 or seven. We were 2007. Yeah, it was in uh, 08 or 09 is yeah. when I ended up out there. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because um, you did. Yeah, so so when you went, so you go out to California, but you still like you didn't go to film school. No, right? You have. I mean, arguably a somewhat limited reel to some extent because it's really focused on kind of the super same, limited, right? Yeah. Like the same kind of content over and over. Yep. Um, how, how do you start shopping yourself out to that industry? Um, Craigslist. And uh, yeah, so wow. just I put a reel together and threw it up on a website. Um, and I think this was really even before. Need better home movies? Boy, do I have you covered. <laughs> Here's a misconnection for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hello, the Valley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, dear boss. A different kind of silicone valley. Oh, okay, anyway, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> definitely silicone. <laughs> definitely valley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just threw a, a reel together and I sent out about a hundred um, emails with a resume and a link, you know, and I got one reply. One's all you need. One's all I needed, apparently. Um, so I went in and interviewed with them, and uh, and I, I feel like he was about to to turn me away, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember there was a moment uh, that has been significant to me later on, but I was just like, look, I know there's not a lot here, but if you give me an opportunity, I will do everything I can to knock this out of the park for you. And he kind of took a second, and he was like, all right, look, I've got this thing um, that uh, I basically need like a, a spec ad made um, for X company. You know, he's like, you have the rest of the weekend. Come back to me with something on Monday and we'll see. You know, we're like, all right, cool. And uh, so I asked him if I could borrow a microphone and he was gracious, gracious enough to let me do that. You know, but I had my camera, I had my tripod and I went home and I called you. I don't know if you remember this. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Daniel, I got to <laughs> I gotta write this thing. You know, I got to come up with a 30-second ad for this company. Um, I need to shoot it. I need to edit and deliver it um, by the end of the weekend. So you and I sat on the phone and, and, and shot some stuff back and forth, yeah. brainstormed a little bit, came up with a little script. Um, there was already a skeleton of what we needed to produce, you know. And, uh, and then I got back on Craigslist and said, I need an actor for free on Laguna Beach, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> right? whatever. And found this guy. He had no reel. I was just like, yeah, you look like a person. You know, you can probably talk, right? I talked to him on the phone for a second, and he sounded normal-ish, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I met him down there, and we shot it. It was super simple. It was just like a guy in a, in a lawn chair on the beach giving some lines, you know. Right. Um, and then cut it together and brought it back to him on, on Monday. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he, I started that weekend with them and then I worked for him for like eight years. Wow. Yeah. Just on a whim on a, Hey, do this for me. Yeah. You never know. That's super. I mean, he gave you a shot and the thing is you delivered Mm -hmm. and, and so you kind of alluded to like, you and I had done a couple things together, not professionally at all. Right. Like just kind of like trying stuff out. And one thing that always struck me with you and there's another person that used to be local that works in content, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, like recording engineer. But what I've always found interesting with you is your ability to pull a lot of value out of a really, really, really tiny 
budget, right? Like right. Um, making that Cheetos commercial thing. Like how? Yeah. Like there's <laughs> there's yeah. no money. P.S. I think it's well worth a watch. It's gotten more views. Uh, Has it? I yeah. haven't looked at it. We're up to, we'll we'll up to, to over it. fifteen thousand. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> Cheetos commercial <laughs> stomach ache is a YouTube search you should make. Yeah, but right for that contest on Comedy Central, it was a right? it was a contest for Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> we didn't make it, but it doesn't matter. It was a fun experience. It's a really funny commercial. I think. Yeah, um, I think it actually might have got pulled for content. Yeah, I think it got disqualified because there was a there was a joke about putting your hand in that guy's butt. Well, yeah, at the very and that's my fault because I added it. But uh, no, I thought it got I thought it got pulled because it never showed an actual Cheeto. Oh, well, it showed <coughs> Cheetos on the X-ray inside him. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't show so, like a Cheeto. Not, Cheeto. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it was your script. Uh, <laughs> you have to watch. It. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. just I just uh, elaborated on what I was given. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. No, but that like that's a. Even watching it now, that's a fairly polished end product for something that had a budget of zero dollars. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. um, I think like then you and I kind of worked on a sort of a movie together, which also was done on like a shoestring budget. But the little bit of footage I saw from it looked like it looked good. You know, like, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it worked as like a low budget indie film. Yeah. And I, and, um, so I think you are, you've kind of laid out a couple examples of, you know, I slowly bought equipment. Well, it wasn't like the cheapest VHS camera you could buy. Like you had a pretty solid video camera. Yeah. For the time it was a, it was a good prosumer yeah. camera. Yeah. Um, I remember you bought the, I don't remember what it's called. The jib. It was uh it was uh, like a Chinese eBay jib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were spending, you were spending serious effort and time Right. Getting the best stuff you could get so that you could make the best quality thing you could. And right. so I can, I think that's something like you didn't just show up, try for it and like then throw something together over the weekend. There was a lot of practice that went into it and learning how to work, how to get the most value out of the thing you had so that when you only have a weekend and a microphone, you can get something that's good enough to land you a job that has worked out for the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of been my mo uh through all of this because it's it we what we're in now is not super high dollar production you know it it would uh you probably raise eyebrows if i told you how much people were spending uh to for our work you know but it in the grand scheme of things it's you're not making drops car commercials (laughs) yeah um but yeah you know really uh just doing what you can to to you know, make the most out of right. out of what you have, and and there's a lot you can do in post uh, to to help with that. You know, um, but I mean, we we pulled a lot of stuff off on on more or less a shoestring bu- budget. You know, even where I mean, and so you know, the the end goal, right, is always to make something as as good as you can, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. Um, uh, people are giving you their hard-earned money to to try to promote something, and and you know, yeah, you want to have a margin on that, but really, you know, as much as I want to promote you, I want to make great work that I can show somebody else to get mm-hmm. another job, you know. So mm-hmm. this is for me too, yeah. Um, and kind of every project is like that for us, and I think that's what um, sort of makes us stand apart a little bit is that. Um, we care a lot about the project, you know, but we also have like a personal investment yeah, in it. Right. True. Yeah. Um, so even if it means we're going to make, you know, a thousand dollars less on this, if we bring, you know, this to it, like, well, it's, it's going to make a better spot and like, it'll look better for us if we mm-hmm. just add that, you know? Right. The and qual- that's worth more in the long run. The- You're willing to sacrifice a little bit of money in your pocket. Right. To get a better quality product out on the table, and I think that's something Generally. that, like, yeah, I think that's I think that's important because I think sometimes you see people that just try to like squeeze every dime out of something, right? And they start cutting weird corners, and yeah. you end up with this thing yeah. you can just tell isn't quite there, and you could right. put a little more polish on it, and you would have had a way way better end product. There's certain things, it still has your name on it, and your like quote unquote brand yeah and that's your reputation right yeah. and really Big you're investing time. that money just back into <clears throat> mm-hmm. how people perceive you well and that's really important. the other part is is like on certain things everyone's like well I only spit this on it you know what do you expect 
Whereas, you know, it would seem it'd be the opposite with you guys. It's going to be consistent for whatever, if there's a packaging or, you know, a certain rate, it's still going to be good quality throughout everything, you know, and I think that's important. Yeah. And, you know, to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. So you have good, fast, and cheap. And that's a uh, good, you know, that, that applies across the board right. cars. You know, right, right. A reliable car, a fast car, and a cheap car. And like, yep. You can only pick two of those, right? <laughs> so those are the, the rules. And that applies with production. Um, and you just can't get all three. So um, usually, you know, what, every what once in a while it, it works it? out, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the good fast productions just are going to be more. And you're going to have to throw money at it to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, generally, you know, we can we can make something really nice for for less, but sometimes it's like, well, you know, we're gonna have to do it ourselves, and it's gonna take a month or or whatever, you yeah. know. And and I think because you said you said this about the I did I had forgotten about the telephone calls until you said it, but like collaboration plays a big key, and I think that there are people that think they're going to go be a director or write or writer or whatever. And they're going to go do this thing and it's going to be, and if people just trust their vision, you'd have the best end product. Right. Um, or, uh, people that like, I've got a really good idea, but I'm not going to share it with anybody because I don't want them to steal my idea. Right. Because this is the only good idea I'm ever going to have. Right. Like this kind of bizarre thing, but you're really easy to collaborate with. And I think that this, in the industry that you're in collaboration in a lot of ways is everything. It's everything, you know, and that's my whole job. Right. So, um, you know, I, I open this by saying like, and this and that an editor and animator and producer and stuff, you know, but right. really what I, I do the most is tie other talented people together and, and facilitate their communication and make sure they have everything that they need, um, to do a good job, you know? Um, and, it, it's all about the team. And, and that's really, you know, I, I've got a really great group of people around me there that, um, that, you know, some of them I've been working with for, you know, close to a decade now. And, um, that you're hundred percent right. You know, it's, it's all about that collaboration because none of these successful projects that you see nothing on, on TV or, or any of these movies are a one man show. Right. And that's hundreds of people like yeah. working together to make to make one thing. Um, so yeah, and you know that that's really what a, a producer is is they're just a person that gets a bunch Connecting of other people together yeah. to to do you know the thing. Yeah, but I think so. I think you can bring a bunch of people into a room, mm-hmm. right? I can bring all those people into the same space, but getting them to effectively work together is a whole different muscle. Like, what to you is kind of the foundational. What do you need for a good collaborative environment? What are you trying to inject into that room? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. And I think everybody having a role, you know, obviously is, is important. And, and one thing that I, um, one thing that I, I started really picking up on about five years ago is um, specialists, right? So, I used to do a lot of different, you know, like when we did that short film or the Cheetos thing forever yeah, yeah. ago, you know, like it was just like one person doing everything, running the camera, you know, editing and the animation. And all You've even stuff, done right? an entire yeah. voiceover of the script you'd written, right? Like by the time, like by the time I saw it, you had every line and had actually read it all out. So you knew exactly how long everything took. Probably. Yeah. No, I remember specifically, like I knew how to deliver my lines because Travis had done it this way. Yeah. It's so like, which was beneficial in a way because it yeah. was like you had to hit a time and we didn't have a lot of time to shoot either. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was benefit to having that. Yeah. But yeah. And so, but what I've realized is like getting, here, here's a problem that we ran into uh, a few years ago is we had I, that company that I started with. Um, we had a lot of people on staff. So, you know, we had like eight people full time on right. staff mm-hmm. and that works sometimes, you know, cause you always have somebody there. You don't really have to spin up a person to do X project. You know, they're just there. You right. Get to them. 
Um, but where it doesn't work is you have all this overhead, all these people that are just there all the time. Whether work's happening or not. Whether work's happening or not. And then when you do get a project, you have to give it to them. Right. Because you're already paying them. You know, so you can't bring somebody on that might be perfect for this. Right. You know. And and that caused a lot of, you know, it's just not an ideal way to run uh, a place like that. And and so we, we kind of moved away from that model. And, um, and now we really just bring in, like, the right person for that, you know, so the right animator that knows this art style and has stuff on his reel already that is, you know, right for it, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, cool 3d animation, you know, super techie and looks like this, or it's flat 2d stuff and it's right. kind of cartoony and looks like this, you know, bring that guy in. And then like a writer that is good for this sort of thing so that, you know, we're not all doing everything right and right. trying to make trying to make this thing happen you just bring in these little pieces uh, uh you know like this guy's great at this because this guy's great at this bring those people together and then when you start you know um assigning sort of duties right to get this thing off the ground it it kind of works itself out you know um i'm not the creative director and I'm not, you know, the person that's that's producing these spots, um, and that's sort of their role to 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 kind of tie the creative pieces of that together and get all that rolling. Um, but you know, when when I'm trying to get a post project off the ground, that's really you know bring the right editor on, connect them with the director, kind of sit down and make sure that communication's going well, and and that they have the right vision for for what we're supposed to be making, and then step away and let them work. You know, right. I think, yeah, giving giving people room to be creative. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But and that's actually a whole different question. Like, how much room do you give somebody before they start to kind of get too far outside the scope of what's supposed to be happening? Right. right. Like, because I think to your point, if you're bringing in. Um, I can't even think of the word right Specialist. now. Well, yeah, temporary. Right. Like employees you're doing it because they bring a special kind of viewpoint or process to it, but you still need it to fit in the hole, right? Like it needs to, to match the entire vision. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have moments where you encounter somebody who like, there's constantly brainstorming, not really actually delivering, like how do you bring that back? So one thing that we have, well, I guess one thing that we haven't really talked about at all yet is the client. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Fair. yeah. So, you know, when, when a project like this gets kicked off, we have a brief and that will basically say like, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Um, these are the, in, in a commercial, for instance, they'll have like the RTBs. So that's the reasons to believe, you know, okay. It's hmm. uh, that this is the, the lowest cost, best way to do this, you know, and that this is going to solve X problem for you. Um, and you know, you're going to get this benefit from it. So those have to be in there. You have mandatories, right? Um, which is like, it's got to say this, it's got to say this, it's got to say this, and it has to be 30 seconds long right? or whatever, you know? And then you have sort of your target demographic, which is going to really, um, your, your target demographic and the, um, the medium that is being delivered, that's really going to kind of shape what your creative is going to be. It feels like that would affect every, like how fast the cuts are, Definitely. how long, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. Cause you know, it. if this is for seniors, it's not going to be like -da 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 -da, all crazy. You're not, you're not <laughs> you going know? to have 18 year old actors driving fast cars. <laughs> right. Yeah. To get their hemorrhoid pillows. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> well, I mean, you could be in a hurry, just not that fast. Although now <laughs> I kind of want to see that commercial. Yeah, the fast and furious. It would be a whole other thing. There, yeah. It? Yeah. Um, and that's really going to kind of dictate, uh, to some degree, what mm. your creative is, right? So we kind of digest that, and then we start with some creative. You know, we'll we'll start brainstorming. We'll start, um, you know, we pitch internally, and then we kind of round that or, or, you know, cut that down to like two or three concepts that we'll pitch to the client. Right. And then they'll pick one, and we'll develop that further. That becomes a script. That becomes a storyboard. Um, that gets approved right and then we move into like 
casting, locations, art department, pre-production wardrobe, stuff. Pre-production. Yeah. Uh-huh. But all that basically goes into like a Bible um, for that production. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that. So uh, that's our concept book. Right. Right. So that goes into the concept book. It'll have you know kind of a, a statement about what we're doing here. We'll have our storyboard, our script, and the storyboard is all drawn out frames. You know, a lot of times it'll have references for mood and um, like you know, color palette or something um, feed into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that can be in there. Um, that'll be kind of a mood board if we okay. do that. You know, um, but references for like the tone of the spot or or the speed of the cuts or kind of you know. Because, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, right? right. There's always going to be a reference for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's rare that we're going to pitch something like, you've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> that, you know. Um, so it's going to be like, it's kind of like this, kind of like this, kind of like this, except with your product and Here's this our spin. spin, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and that's just a reality. It's going to be like that. So when you're, by the time it gets to me, we already have all this stuff shot. We've got this uh, map. Right. Of where we're going, right? You know, and mm-hmm. all that's been approved. So when I bring someone on board, give them their bucket of stuff, and give them all the assets that they need to put it together, and then give them the the instructions, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and then set them down with the director and like, okay, you guys make this, please. And that's so so where they can be creative is how they execute that, right? Gotcha. But there's only you know. It's rare that that someone comes back and you're just like, what in the, you know, what were <laughs> right. you doing? Right. <laughs> you know, where have you been? Yeah. What are we paying um, for? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's or happened. we're not paying you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's happened where it's like, okay, well, it's not this. Um, uh-huh. We're going to have to, you know, figure out whether or not you're, you know, did we miscommunicate? Are you not capable? What's going on here? You know, um, and that happens, but it's rare. You know, if you've brought the right person on and they understand what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know. do you find yourself kind of working with the same pool of people kind of fairly for repetitively? Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, cause it's always a risk, uh, bringing somebody new on and it's fun and it's exciting, especially if they have a lot of promise or, you know, somebody that's worked with them or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's 90% word of mouth, um, right. advertising kind of like the way I find other it's, it's usually like I need an editor. And I'll talk to another producer, another, you know, guy at another production company. And he'll say like, oh, this guy's great. And give me his card and give me his number. Has somebody ever come in looking for a job and you gave them a project to do over the weekend? <laughs> you know, I was about to say that same thing. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Dang it. No, not, not yet. It'll happen. Come yeah. back on Monday. Yeah. Come back on Monday. <laughs> See if you get the job or not. brains just a bunch of ish mashed potatoes oh my gosh <laughs> wow i had to was... scoop it up with an ish net <laughs> oh <laughs> wait Not you stockings. scoop up mashed potatoes with fish nets it's the best way <laughs> i think now you're just trying to defend your pun sure <laughs> i was just making a funny punny right mm-hmm. um where could people go to see photos of Travis hmm. or photos of past guests? Would that be lookwhatidid.net? That's perhaps? where I would go. Man, that's that is where I'd go. And yeah. where I go a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun to click around and just look at photos of things we've oh, done man. together. Yes, there's so many like the gallery, I look back at it and it's just like memory lane, boom, pops right there. Yeah. Because you're getting old and can't remember just in your own brain. You have to look at memories on that. Oh, my God. Speaking of, my birthday is this week. (gasps) Happy birthday. On Wednesday, and we're recording that day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I got you two interviews for the price of one. What better way to say I'm okay with you than (laughs) getting us two interviews that day. You're my favorite co-host. You you got us. This is a joint affair. Well, I was trying to make it sound like I got you a thing. Oh, uh, you didn't have. You got your own <laughs> gift. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. But Good any- times. Yeah, so you could also be like Chelsea mm-hmm. and go to patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Oh, that's that forward line, yeah. Yeah, and sign up for as little as a dollar a month and get all? access to some pretty cool exclusive oh. Patreon-only content. Plenty of exclusive Patreon. And we have content. a guest coming up mm-hmm. that... that 
offered us, they do some vocal work. <laughs> yeah. And they offered us some outtakes <laughs> as special Patreon oh, material. And it is genius. Yep. yep. Cover um, your ears, kids, yep. earmuffs, alert. But it, it is hard hilarious. To, it was hard to not put it out now. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's unrelated. But, no. Um, um, it's good. Oh, yeah. And then Aaron Rowe, her episode, mm-hmm. which did fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's actually yeah. an unabridged version of that, a longer version Boom. of that on Patreon.com as well. So, Sweet. No joke. Yeah. Go listen um, now, patrons. And the interview that we're doing, I don't know when it's com- coming out, but the interview that we're doing on your birthday is Mr. Will Nicholson, the mm-hmm. creator of the Ishpoint music. Oh, Warthog. Yeah. Love it. So Love it. We have that to look forward to as well. I'll try not to fangirl. It's it's a really good, I like it. Anyway. Yeah. But All yeah. right. But thanks for supporting the show. If yes. you don't want to go to patreon.com and support for as little as a dollar, you can also support us just by uh, rating on iTunes mm-hmm. and telling your friends and family about yep. the most amazing podcast you listen to, and then also us. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful be... way to patronize us. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound good at all. All right, back to the show. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Is this the? Is this what you want to do? Is this why you went to Hollywood? Is for this role, or is this a step towards? Because I think most people going into any industry kind of like we all start looking at the top, right? Like, oh, I could be president, or I could be a fighter pilot, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, and then as life goes on, we realize there's a journey to get there, and sometimes on that journey you start to realize there's other opportunities as well. Like, I don't want to be in the fbi anymore or whatever the thing right like um but is this something where you're like this is it i love this or is this a step towards something else um i think this is definitely a step towards something else and you know it it's so when i went out there um i definitely did want to be like a director someday like right. a film director do we need to have know? all of our listeners sign an nda for you so we can talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just digital it comes with a digital download of that yeah, yeah. i thought that was part of the <laughs> yeah. print on your phone because yeah. i hate to break it to everybody but i think you're directing the next marvel movie is that what i heard <laughs> yeah <on>? right <laughs> what it's that spelled, the name of the main character it's spelled with three <laughs> <Marvel>. silent u's <laughs> um and but you know like after uh you know uh, several years doing this and working with a lot of directors and stuff like that. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's necessarily what I want, you know? Right. Um, and I don't know if it, it kind of goes back to the the specialist thing. Right. And, and what you really are good at mm-hmm. um, and, and just focusing on that and, and honing that skill because why should I try to be something else when I'm really good at this? Right. You know, um, well, and there's people in the industry that obviously love it. Like you have Academy Award winners for editing, right? Sure. Like, yeah. That, and those people have to, and they are kind of the final interpretation of a movie, right? Like the script is the first interpretation. Yeah. Actually, filming it's the second interpretation. Definitely. Editing is kind of the third rewrite of the thing. Yeah, for sure. And you can make it a completely different thing. One hundred in the edit bay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I mean, you you really you make or break your production there. Um, hundred percent. You know, I mean, you can anywhere along the line, right? But, right. You know, and that—that's kind of the last, sort of one of your last it's stops. Harder before. to come back from that one, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as far as like, as far as where I am right now in um in my career, I'm I'm happy with where I am right now. You know, but um, and and maybe. You know, I, I really like doing commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're great. I like that they're short projects, and you get it done and move on to another one. You mm-hmm. get that done and move on to another one. I I might lose my mind working on a film for three years. Yeah. I don't know because um, I haven't been there yet. Right? You know. Um, but and I really like the 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 storytelling aspect of of like these short stories. You know that you got to kind of get in, figure it out. You know, you establish a lot right away. And 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 get through it, you know. And I like that, but it's very limiting, right? And it 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 it, which is creative in its own right, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, telling an entire story in thirty seconds, yeah, oh yeah, is a lot. It is, you know. And after like, I was looking at a list the other day, and I know that 
there were like probably 80 spots on the list, you know, mm -hmm. um, that from stuff that we've done in the last, you know, however many years. And that's a lot. You right. Know? Uh, um, and they're not all, uh, they don't all even have like people in them. You right. Know? But um, it, it does get tedious after a while and it gets kind of like you sort of check out at, at some point. Um, and, and that's a, a battle to not do that. Right. right. So what I've been doing recently um, is and I'm, I'm going to make my way back around to answering this. But <laughs> um, I, I've started working with. Uh, so there's there's three guys on my team um, and then a couple of actors uh, that we've met along the way. We hired one for one spot and we mm -hmm. hired another one for another spot. We hit it off really well with both of them. And then we found out that they're best friends and they moved uh, out to California from Chicago together. Mm -hmm. you know, right. They went to Second City together and they're just hilarious comedic actors and they do a bunch of shorts and stuff. So we started doing, um, you know, shorts with them um, that they write, we get together, we produce it, shoot it, edit it. And, you know, we're building a channel that, we're going to uh, release here in the next probably month. Um, oh, we got you at the right time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. This worked Good. out really well. Yeah. For you, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way to plan this self-promotion time. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, I'll be on your podcast. Good thing Christmas dragged you all the way back to Arkansas. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that has really been great. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, oh, yeah, this is this is fun. This is cool, you know. Um just kind of trying to make people laugh and, and telling a little bit longer of a story mm -hmm. where we can take four or five minutes, you know, um, to, to, to really develop an idea or develop a character, you know, and, um, and, and put that out. So I've had a lot of fun doing that. And it's tough when, when the thing that you do day in and day out is also the thing that you would like to be doing in right. your free time, right. you know? Yeah. Um, mechanics never have the best running cars, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, the cobbler's shoes are never fixed, right? Right, right. um, so but it also has to feel good to just stretch outside of the constraints of a commercial, definitely, yeah. definitely, you know, uh, way longer, unlimited time to some extent, right? Like, yeah, the a longer story format, yeah. Um, so in a roundabout way to answer your question. Yeah. I mean, in general, I'm, I'm doing what I, what I want to be doing, uh, which is production, you know, mm -hmm. that that's the, the nuts and bolts of it is like, that's where I want to be. And I really come to life on the post side of it, you mm -hmm. know, and kind of the writing side of it. Um, I'm, I just, I'm less involved on set because I'm, that's not my focus. Right. And you know, there's already people that are great at that. Right. And I'd rather let them do that and be great at it. And then I'll take the reins and post and, you know, finish making it something awesome. Put the shine on is it. Is that, yeah. Is that considered like a side project for you or are you doing a side project aside from all of this? Um, the, so that comedy channel is kind of my current side project. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, I hope that turns into something, something bigger. That would be great, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, eventually I'd like to be working in television, something episodic, you know, something there's funny. So much opportunity mm -hmm. in that field right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And it's growing, you know, yeah. there, there's so many, uh, I mean, even like YouTube, you know, yeah. has great shows on it yep. that, you know, Kobe make Kai money. is amazing by the yeah. way. But you know, the, the need for content is not going away anytime soon. Um, and that's, that's really, you know, um, that's really good to know, you know, mm -hmm. it, in, in some ways that's job security. Um, I do feel like we're starting to get to kind of like consumer saturation. Like I cannot get, to everything coming my way. Totally. Good news, there's more good stuff available than I actually have the time to watch. So that's yeah. nice, right? Oh, yeah. It's not like, oh, mm -hmm. well, out of all this stuff, there's only one thing I care to actually see. Yeah. But that also means there's a lot of good stuff out there that's not getting watched. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That you can find later. I mean, it's a lot like podcast. Totally. Everyone's like, you talk about this, and I've listened to so many, <clears throat> and you can't, I can't remember the names of them. You know, it's like a six or eight episode thing. Yeah. And you forget the name. The same with shows. Like, there's so many different, um, like, things you could uh, subscribe to. It's 
yeah. it's just crazy. You know? Well, and to your point, you can get to it later, Yeah, but they're not pausing production no. to right. let you catch up ever. Nope. So you're constantly kind of chasing that rabbit. Fighting the spoilers for yeah. sure on certain things. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and I, actually, yeah. that's a whole different... I kind of want to talk about spoilers at some point, like mm-hmm. spoiler culture in general. But because to <laughs> me, I, well, no, I just think that like if it's really, really well written mm-hmm. and matters, yeah, this knowing the spoilers shouldn't. Yeah, okay, I don't get the aha moment, but yeah. I think like the story should still hold. And I thought we talked about this one time with like mm-hmm. um, Sixth Sense, right? Like that's yeah. still an amazing movie. Oh yeah, even yes. after the reveal, mm-hmm. I think if you've made something where the whole thing comes down to the oh, reveal, yeah. like all right, you wrote it, you like drug out an Isaac Asimov short story. I don't, I like it just, yeah, I don't. That's yeah. not as cool to me. No, I think to me also the thing about people telling you the spoilers is that you said something about delivery. It is way different than seeing it and hearing it. So you know, no, well, yeah, there's a yeah. certain thing there. Yeah, but anyway. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Travis. Um, so television. Yeah. Yeah. You so be on you television. Know. What's the show that you want to be on? <laughs> if you could be on a show right now, that's, that's currently out. Voice. Really? No. Oh, I was like, I was uh, like, holy cow. I was, that was a sharp left turn. It's going to make a downward. <laughs> I mean, what? yeah, but I really want to be a singer. First of all, there's a bunch of people in my house that would like to know if they can get tickets to go to <laughs> Taping oh, of the God. Boys. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, what, let's talk about the mass singer, huh? That really brought a couple different uh, show thoughts oh. together on one. Man. No, I assume that there's a, a different pick, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, be, a, a show that you want to be on, a show that I want to yeah, be yeah. on. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not well, be a part of, oh, be, to yeah, be a part on the production of. Team. Oh yeah. That's yeah. why I went the, with the voice. I, I get it. Yeah. What was the project? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was it know. project? I don't, don't want to yeah. be on a show. Project Green Room? What was Green the name light. of the project show? Project Greenlight. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Hi. We, we gained a Bella. Dog's coming in hot. Yeah. There's a sound going to come through the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why I, 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 uh, I always get so flustered when people ask me like what I'm watching and like what I'm into and Mm -hmm. all those sorts of things. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. I would have loved to have been in the writer's room. I've been talking about this a lot, but for, uh, Watchmen. That's a really well executed show. I, I I've seen uh, the first two episodes mm-hmm. and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that that's one that I would be interested. It it, it just seemed like a super complicated writing task because mm-hmm. you have to pick up from revered source material that's left in kind of a messy ending in a lot of ways. Yeah, and then pull that back together into a relevant current story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like it just that would have been a fascinating writer's room to be in. I think. Right. That's mine. Um, what is the uh, uh, the the Jonah Hill show that ha- it was on Netflix? It's not Psycho. It's um, oh the Minds thing with Emma Stone. Yeah, where they like switch. Yeah, with Emma Stone. I, I didn't watch, watch that, but it's something to do with like mental illness and. Uh, yeah, I watched the first part of the episode, and then seen it. one of those content things, something else that I had been waiting for. Yeah, dropped mm-hmm. shortly thereafter, and then I never made it back, and now I don't. Insomnia? It's not insomnia. It, it, no. In in something. I don't know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, you know, shows like that really intrigue me and, and pique my interest. And they're super interesting. Um, that was just a really creative. It goes like way off the rails at some mm-hmm. point. And there's all these vignettes of like other lifetimes that they're involved in. And then um, it gets it gets real wacky. Right. But it's also like dark and subtly funny and sometimes laugh out loud you know it's it's a pretty deep show um and that's the sort of thing that that i would i would love to be a part of at some point you know there's a lot of little challenges in there and and um yeah you know it's, i i would like to be challenged whatever it is I'm like i don't want to make a, a super you know sci-fi like <laughs> a uh, bunch of 3D effects and like, you know, half the show's fake necessarily. Right, right. But yeah. Mandalorian's done a good job of being fairly practical, it seems like. I Has think it? that there's been a few articles written about that actually. Yeah. It's been decent. practical. It, yeah. I I do like the more practical stuff, but I th- I 
so as a like writer, haha. Um, <laughs> I've always been really attracted to the bottle movie, right? Like just where it's happening in one scene. So like phone booth or oh, yeah. right. Like those types of movies where almost the, the green room is oh, kind of a yes, similar thing. The yes. whole thing happens in one building. Uh-huh. Uh, that type of stuff is always fascinating to me because it really puts the focus on the dialogue and the acting, like the elements that I really, really look for. Yeah. So I, I, I totally understand like, if I'm in post-production, I don't want something where it goes off to the visual effects team for a year right. and then comes back. Like yeah. I want something where there's really a little yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, I think when you have a vested interest in a form of creativity, you like it when those things are highlighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And that's natural for anybody. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, a show like the office, just a pure comedy. Um, that would be super entertaining for me. You know, yeah. that would mm-hmm. be, I'd be totally loving that. It'd be know? a good work environment. I feel like I you would be. think anyway. I, th- yeah, I think know. you get two sides feel. of that coin though. I think you get like Saturday night live work environment or what, a pe- what I think we perceive the office as, which I think there's a reason why the office functions the way that it does. But SNL seems to be a very like draining work experience Yeah, by all accounts, right? Yeah. Like it's just, it, you're putting on a live show once a week. That's tough for anybody, but then the environment also seems a little, Kind of competitive. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It seems pretty cutthroat and right. um, like going to war every week. Yeah, because yeah. you are battling for your screen time and battling for your story right. and whatever mm-hmm. those things are. Office felt more collaborative, but what I thought The Office did that was interesting was like everybody on the show is a writer in the show. You right. know, like just yeah, so many of them were of it, yeah. in the writer's room. And so I think when you do that, I have a better idea of why we're trying to get to where we're going and why my character may or may not be as involved in this one. And mm-hmm. I feel participatory yeah. in the whole process. So if I'm not getting on screen, no big deal. Cause my name's on the credit at the start anyway, you know, or right. whatever the thing is. And I think I have no idea. I've actually never heard anything about the office as far as like on set, but I think that would point towards, it was probably a pretty decent set. It was oh, probably yeah. great. Nobody yeah. was complaining about it. About it. I've never heard anything. And watching some of the extras and stuff like that, it seems, and it seems like everybody, mm-hmm got along outside of it and yep. post it and yeah. whatever. But I think that's the difference between a collaborative and a competitive environment. Yeah. In what you're getting, like how you set that up. Both produce uh, SNL's run for forever. It has. But I think the content is maybe a little, I don't know. I don't I, like maybe there's value to both. I just people clearly can't do one for a super long period of time. Right. Well, yeah, you know, and SNL's been on for so long, and it's every week that you just can't expect it all to be great, R- right? True, no, but true. Yeah, and and of course, nobody's going to stay with that show for thirty years or whatever, right? But I do think like the lifespan of an actor on that show tends to be shorter than some other things, probably because. And once again, you're when you when you're on air, your days have to be insanely long, and it's every day of the week. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they take Sunday yeah. off. I, I think I that's the one day off. I think it's Monday through Saturday. I don't know. Yeah. Like super long days. Yeah. But, you know, and I know that they, you know, I I don't know. You just, you hear a lot of, of weird uh, stuff, like cutthroat stuff mm-hmm. about shows like that. But yeah. that is like the, you know, that's, that's the main stage, right? That's where yeah. everybody's kind of like clawing to get to uh, just to get a name and then. You know, you spend a season on there and then go get another yeah. job, right? Well, and I, w- and I would say in, I think, fairness to ev- all these projects, you do hear about some rough writer's rooms or rough production teams or whatever the thing is, but those actually seem to be the, the those are the exception, right? Like most shows are on the air and run for a long time because people are working together well to get that thing out every week or whatever the Mm -hmm. thing is. I think most of the time, like everybody we've ever talked to collaboration is key to long-term success, sustained success. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I, I have to imagine that's the case. Who are you going to hire for the next job? The person that you were fighting with every day, all the time, or the person you could sit down and like fairly quickly (laughs) get to a result, right? Like generally speaking, the nice guy is going to get the job or girl, whomever, right? Like, but the person that's collaborative is going to be hired next time because it's just easier to get to the end product. And we have, uh, we, we definitely have a, a philosophy like that. Um, in, in our company, you know, it's like, 
if, if you don't play nice, you don't get invited back. Right. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Like, if yeah. you were a dick on set, like, sorry, it's, we're never going to call you again. It's just you know? too draining. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth it. And there's a right. hundred other people that want to do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to call them. You well, I think they would take that into mind when they show up and they're being that way. You know, you know? yeah. But I yeah, think but, I think you, like, well, I'm an actor or I'm a director or I wrote this. Like, everybody has a reason why they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. You generally have a reason why you're kind of putting your stick in the ground at that moment, probably. Yeah. But knowing when, knowing when to maybe let go, yeah. and that's a learned thing. I think everybody goes through that. Where even in management or whatever, right? Like early on, it was like everybody do everything exactly. You just micromanage the crap out of it, and you yeah. don't get the full value of your team that way. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to kind of learn. Well, there's another there's another world of like union rules and contracts and stuff like that that we're not really considering. Yeah, we're not talking about that at all. (laughs) When you can just be a dick and get your paycheck and get your way, you know, and that just kind of the way it is. Unions, and I think that's where a lot of that happens. Um, You know, um, but are you union now? No, no. What does it take to do that? Well, so I don't, I don't. I avoid the union stuff as, as I literally much as take possible. no union work, so I'll never be union. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we we're a non union we're a non union production company. Um, we can work with some people that are in the union, you know, but our productions are non union and all the people that, that I work with and post are not union people. Um, so that really <clears throat> you know, that helps us keep our, our costs down, mm-hmm. um, helps us kind of move faster. Uh, there's a lot less regulation and stuff like that. Um, but it, uh, there's, there's great things about the union. It's just a different world. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you gain agility, but maybe lose some jobs and visibility, I would assume. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's some things that just aren't available to us. And then, you know, there's some kind of weird ways we have to work around right. uh, certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of puts us at like, a, you know, mid tier uh, level as far as like the projects that we'll, we'll take on. Right. Um, but that's where we're thriving. So nice. Um, you know, we're, we're not, so we're, I'm not in LA. Um, we're in orange County. Right. You know, so we're yeah. about an hour South of LA we are like six miles out of the 30 mile zone. Right. Um, and, um, so that's kind of where we're focused is, um, non-union Orange County productions. Mm-hmm. We have well, sort of have a niche there. A ton of industry, like uh, yeah. not film industry, manufacturing, mm-hmm. like, isn't it called city of industry? Uh, there, there is, is a city, city of industry right by, yeah. Industry, like, yeah. cause, uh, PacSun's headquarters is there. Cause yeah. I've actually been in Anaheim. Huh. A lot. <laughs> but, you know, the, it, it's there's a ton of corporations there. There's a ton yeah. of people that need advertising. There's a bunch of headquarters there. I you think know, Hot Topics just, there. I mean, there's a bunch. And wow. then up-and-coming businesses, right, too. Right, right. You know, little, little things will just shoot up, and all of a sudden they have a marketing budget, and they need, you know, somebody to, to work with them. Um, Orange County Chop. That was always the most confusing thing to me. Because I knew actual Orange County. And I was like, yep. why are they in New York? Like, that doesn't make any sense I was, at all. I was literally <laughs> just thinking Orange about counties? that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's Jesse James and West Coast Choppers, you know, whatever. And then yeah. there's Orange County. Like, there should be or a the East rule Coast. of, like, you don't yeah. get to use county if there's another famous thing from that county yeah. as well. <laughs> wow. The OC is what we call it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the OC. I forgot about that The movie that show. Orange County. So good. No, but there was this sh- oh, the right. show called the, the, the OC. Show called it, yeah. I wouldn't want to talk about it, but the movie was great. <laughs> Jack Black, Colin uh, Hanks. Remember? Oh yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. Yep, got it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right. Tangents. Do uh, yeah. So talking about unions, do the uh, like Scientologists come into that being a? Are they considered a union? <laughs> the whole, like, where are you going? No, the whole with this? the whole acting and like thing. I thought of that a second ago. I was like, oh my do, do they consider themselves a, a union? <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, okay, not to offend if you're a Scientologist. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, we just lost Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kidding. There's a few I like Tom Cruise. I, I don't mind him in a few few movies. So negative. Um, no. 
<laughs> so, so if you get this channel up and running, um, and the idea is to, how, how do you get onto a television show as post-production, right? So like if I'm an actor or writer, I'm pitching, I'm going out for pilot season. Post-production seems like a different beast there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of that is the same, uh, word of mouth market, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it's, it's really kind of who, you know, so you're trying to network with the guy who's pitching the show. Um, I mean, would that be one of the ways to get in? It's like, I'll do post on your pilot. I I think you would be networking with the production companies and the, the people that, that are in there, you know, trying to get your resume in front of whoever is hiring for those. Right. Um, so, you know, if I were trying to get on a show, um, I would be probably approaching other post-production supervisors and, and sending out reels and, and stuff like that. Oh, so you wouldn't move your company over to it. It would just be Travis going out well, to join a show. I, I, I meant it theoretically, if right. I were trying to get on a show, right. that's what I would do. Yeah. But if you were trying to get like your company as a whole into a project. Yeah, that would probably be tying in with uh the creator gotcha yeah so trying to get in on the ground floor is like the you know production company of of record for this but it's hard because you know when you take that to a studio they're probably already tied to a production company that they're going to want to make it and stuff like that so um really I, i think the best way for us to do that would be to uh start making one and and try to get it sold you know, yeah. and then we're just attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, we've got this thing. DIY. Yeah, you know, sort of the it's always sunny approach to doing it. Right. Like, we're just going to do it and then sell it. And then along with that, we're going to say that we call all the shots and we're not yeah. going to compromise Smart. on things. You yeah. Know? yeah. The, the quote unquote Hollywood landscape does seem to have really started to embrace this kind of DIY. Totally. Like even like the geek and sundry Felicia day stuff. Right. Um, or podcasting or whatever of like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm just going to make this thing. I'm going to see if somebody's going to buy it. If they don't buy it, I'm going to put it out through a distribution channel. that's free YouTube, mm-hmm. iTunes, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to build enough audience that somebody's like, Oh, now we'll buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and why wouldn't they, you know, yeah. it's turnkey. Like all you have to do is give them money and, yep. and yeah, it's already happening. We can just help make it better. So that may even actually long-term be better for the production or distribution. However you look at, whatever that company is, but like Lionsgate or somebody just like, okay, I'm just going to let people develop the stuff on their own. It costs me no money. And then I can come in and buy it for maybe a bit of a premium, but it's probably cheaper than trying to develop 10 shows and seeing what lasts. Well, and if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, the show's not going to stick around, you know, cause a lot of the footwork has been done yeah. already. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> so working in the film industry or in, in production, um, do you ever sit in a movie theater and find yourself critiquing elements that are happening? Um, you know, movies are pretty good. Uh, and, and for the, and for the most part, I can watch a movie and, and kind of turn that part off, you know, that sometimes I am wondering like, how did they do this? Or, or, you know, what was going on when they, when they shot this, but I can, I can usually detach myself from that and just enjoy the story. Um, where that does happen definitely is in like reality television, mm. <laughs> um, where, you know, I was watching something with my parents not too long ago. It was, uh, I think it was American Pickers. Oh yeah. Is yeah, that, yeah. A, is that yeah, a show? Yeah. 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 Yes. And they go around to like, uh, you know, lot sales and like storage units and like barns and like, it was our dream job before we started the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they'll, they'll go in and discover what's in this barn, you know, yeah. And yeah. it's supposed to be like their first, like walking in and like, Oh my God, there's an airplane back here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're watching that. And I'm like, that's lit. <laughs> yep. That's lit. Yep. Like they've been in there for hours. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they, they already know what they're going to find. And I just, I lose my mind. But I think you know, reality stuff shows, like that. you have to accept that somebody did find the airplane in there at some point. Then they went back and kind of, right? Like, yeah, well, they knew there was an airplane there. And then they, they signed an NDA with the guy right. that has the barn and then paid him to go out and shoot there. And then they, you know, made travel plans for everybody. And then 
They yeah. went in there and lit it, and then they already have a truck there to get it out. Like, yep. it's all, you know. Well, they're not just traveling around, like, on a, like, door-to-door salesman. Sure. Trying to pick stuff up, just like, let's drive around. Yeah. Well, they started yeah. that way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a confession to make. I pitched us to the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. We didn't get a call back. So I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're happen. doing now is we're building this up because that was early on. You know, in no, no, three no. to four I, like, or five uh, or 10 ago, or 15 or 25 years, they may pick us up. I pitched our YouTube <laughs> idea to, to the Discovery Channel. Well, they have a little spot where you can send it in. I was like, why not? Well, <laughs> heck yeah. We'll see. That's, one day we're going to make a YouTube channel where we uh, Throw learn how out. to do all the stuff that we've. <laughs> been learning from people so like we go out and actually try to like make a commercial on our own or oh, do that's a, a dope idea. Right? yeah like yeah yeah and uh silversmith or yeah like just try to do the thing knife. yeah that's kind of like, cool i thought it would be cool or yeah. So I, yeah yeah i pitched that over but do like a, like a job boot camp like okay you've got an hour right to explain how you do what you do and then i'm gonna we're gonna go try go it. do the right. thing see i yeah. feel like we should pitch that to micros people right oh yeah i think that would be a good it has a very similar like yeah kind of yeah but anyway, that, <laughs> I just thought I should. Well, let thanks, you know. Daniel. I hope we get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you just got you a new job. I, it, go yeah. for it. You know. <laughs> well, they signed that NDA, right? Oh yeah. yeah no. The audience. The, oh right, right. Yeah. Oh hello. Yeah. It was in your uh, iTunes agreement. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, yeah. The EULA. Yeah. <laughs> By pressing yeah. download on this one, it's in <laughs> the. Oh, it's forever. <laughs> I just say yes to everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're kind of running on time. Um, Aaron is going to start a sentence, oh, and you're going to finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay, there's no wrong answers. None at all. All right, but I will judge you by what you say. I won't. <laughs> okay, but okay. I'll have a suggestion. <laughs> That's okay. a good answer. But yeah. I would have said this. Yeah. I like what you said there, <laughs> but um, I wish I could. I wish I could uh, have more time. In life, like on the planet, sometimes in the day, sometimes in the week. I mean, you know, I. uh, Am I supposed to elaborate on this now? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's it's your answer. Yeah, I feel like I wasted uh, a lot of time. I mean, I've done, you know, I, I've accomplished some things, you know, um, in the last uh, well, thirty five years, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I wasted a lot of time too, Mm -hmm. Um, and. Uh, I'm about to celebrate uh, two years sober. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. Sweet. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really has opened my eyes to um, work-life balance and um, and really just, you know, not taking uh, my, my body for granted and my relationships and, and you know, things like that. And I, I had this this kind of idea for a long time that I just wasn't going to live that long. Um, and I think that started young and I don't really know where it came from. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, you know, uh, a few years ago I was was just not treating myself well and, you know, it was showing and I was feeling it and I'm like, well, this isn't going to last too long, you know, and now that that I've kind of like, uh, got over that horizon. Um, I'm really, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, man, I gotta go to sleep, you know? Uh, I wish this day was five hours longer. I'd, yeah. I have more things to do, but yeah. it's okay because tomorrow I'm going to feel great in the morning. We're going to do it again, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm in a pretty good place now where I'm looking forward to the next day. And and that's made me um, sort of start considering that the clock is running out at some point and we got to get, we got to get things moving. <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Cohen.